Keegan and Company. It's Keegan and Company, the company you keep. That's it. That's got to be it. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. Uh, my name is Keegan Hipgrave. If you guys are new to the show, if you could jump over, give us a little like and subscribe. It does go a long way. Now, in this episode, uh, I'm chatting to one of my really good mates, um, someone I've known for probably the longest time in my footy career, current NRL player for the Redcliffe Dolphins, <laughs> <laughs> former, former uh, state of origin for Queensland player, um, and now professional fighter Joe Wallace what's doing how are you bro look I'll take it but I don't know how professional it I is I don't know can we call you a professional fighter now oh I don't know after getting sunk by uh, Nelson probably not mate but... I can't believe you took the Nelson fight <laughs> right, right when I saw that I was like there's no there's no way that's going ahead that's allowed yeah well, like, so originally I was meant to fight JT and I was like, yep, sweet. Jason Tomalolo. Tomalolo, yep. Yeah. So I was like, sweet, I'm going to fight him. I was like, that's sweet. You know, same size, same build. You know, he's a big boy, but I can like, yeah. I can, I can take that. Like, you that's well. sweet. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Um, get the contract through on the day to like, they're like, can you sign the contract, sign the contract? I'm like, yeah, well, I need it. Like send it through. So they're like, yep, sweet. Comes through. And I'm like going through it all. I'm like, yeah, you know, all this is sweet, all this is sweet. It's about eight pages going yeah. through it. The very last page, it's got like um, fighter's opponent. It's got Nelson at the bottom. And I'm like, <laughs> and because my dad was doing it for me, yeah. like the deal and that. And I'm like, dad, have they sent the wrong contract? You guys, what do you mean? I was like, they've got Nelson on here. I was like, that's a, yeah, that's a big difference yeah, between yeah. JT and, yeah, and Nelson. And uh, so I rang him and I was like, you know, like, what's the go here? I thought I was fighting him. They're like, oh, yeah, look, but um, yeah, it, we've we've sent forty contracts off to you know forty different people. Forty, forty, or thirty to forty contracts off to you know different people, and we haven't even had a response. No <laughs> way! Are you joking? Yeah, and they're just like you know saying like, "Can you fight him for me?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, like sweet, I'll just like jump in there, and, like I'll be the person to take one for the boys and oh take it for the team." God. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like, why not? Like, so no one, no one told you in the lead up. They just gave you the contract. Gave me the contract. Like, that was it. Please. Yeah. So, and we've been discussing it for months and months. And I, you know, said to my partner Shannon, I'm like, you know, should we do it? I was like, oh, you know, we're having a baby. I won't. And she's like, no, nah, you know, take every opportunity, you know, like that you get in life. You know, you're not only going to get them once or twice. You know, mm -hmm. so take them. And I'm like, sweet, sweet. So I pump myself up. I'm like, yeah, like because I've done it once before. Yeah. And Who'd yeah, you was, fight last time? Uh, a guy, Nick Jack Timms from uh, from Sunny Coast. He'd been you know fighting for a year or two to become a fighter. Yeah, yeah. So like, but when we got on the scales, you know, like I was one five, he was one seven. Sweet. Yeah, same height. Yeah, sweet. You know, like no dramas. Yeah, but then you get bit next to Big Nels, man. And like I knew he was big. And like we'd spoke about him. Well, you played big. against him for the last yeah. like ten years. Yeah. Right? And when I'd spent to my partner, Shan, she, I was like. Like, yeah, there's a big difference, babe. Like, he's a big boy. So she starts Googling him and she comes out and she's like, holy <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do it. But he's a mountain. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I know. And you're sitting here telling me to take the fight. I was yeah. like, I don't think you realize how big this guy is. And, um, but then we, like, we took the fight, got into like weigh-in day. Uh, I get on the scales. I'm like 111. I'm like, sweet, you know, trying to put some weight on. I tried to like talk myself up and I'm like 112. Yeah. For me, it's actually not that hard to put weight on. But for the fight, we were training so hard. It actually, yeah. like, I had to eat heaps. Like, mm. for me, I'm usually football day. I'm like, couple not white, eating couple at white all. Bread rolls yeah, I'm having there. a hot, I'm just having a black coffee and I'm still putting weight on. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so I'm trying to put some weight on to like to fighting because they're like, you're going to need every bit of power that you can. And I'm mm. like, yeah, sweet. 
trying to put weight on. So I weighed in like 111.1. He gets on the scales. They're like, oh, what do you like? What do you roughly? Because it was the old school scales too, yeah. which was six. So you know they're doing the little yeah, like, and I'm watching mine go back down. I'm like, maybe a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets on. He's like, oh, you know, 128. Oh, 125, 128, and like I've sweet, and it just goes straight, straight up, and they're like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "They kept going, 130, 135, and then they got to it, and I was like, "Oh, how much was he?" And they're like, "Oh, 139 140 kg, big, mobile, you know, like can move, can throw punches. It's not, it's not like he's just someone who." It's just like walking around at that wake like a big boy. He nah. moves good. Moves good, yeah, yeah. Great on his feet, like bounces around, do you know what I mean? And like he, his family is like has a background of fighting too. So yeah. like he's been in the ring for forever. Yeah. Yeah, he'd been training for three or four years for you know, getting in the ring, but he just never had the opportunity. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Is that just because no one was going to take the fight? Because he's been wanting to fight a couple of years, yeah? Yeah. No, nah, I think a few times like, um, he was meant to like fight like last year and he got like an injury or something. Yeah. Melbourne didn't let him fight, you know, so it's just things like that, like in and out. So, um, yeah, like, and I, I'm, I'm glad that I kind of like gone in because every time, like every time I'd speak to someone, they're like, are you kidding? Have you seen that Bali video? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot about the video. And, and I'm like, no. And they're like, do you want to watch it? I'm like, no, no, not until after the fight. So I'm so glad I didn't. I still haven't watched it, but apparently he was just skittling people in, uh, in Bali. Did, did you ever think about like not taking the fight? Because mate, 30 kilos is wild. Massive, like, because yeah. you're, not, you're obviously not allowed to do that in real no. boxing. What's the, because the weight limit in boxing is only like seven? Yeah, 10? I think so. It's like, it goes kegs? up in, yeah, seven to ten kegs each one. And then it's like, we were heavyweight, so I knew yeah. we were heavyweight. But then I think he was, like, super heavyweight for, like, his size and stuff. And I remember the one of the guys in, like, the WBO spoke the next day, and he's just like, you're like you're crazy for taking it. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, like, we would never allow that in, a, like, a real yeah. kind of fight. But because it was an exhibition fight, yeah. it was different. You know what I mean? So, like, I didn't know that either before because I don't. I just thought heavyweight was heavyweight. I didn't even yeah. know there was, like, a super heavyweight again. <laughs> or in his firm, like, a super, super heavyweight. But, like, you can't be that big, that mobile, and, you know, and be able to, like, get around. He's just, like, long ass too. Like, yeah, but he's, like, the coolest, nicest guy. Oh, he's the best. He's, like, like love him and, like, so cool. We had caught up for a beer after and, yeah, like, he, he gave my missus a cuddle and, you know, said thank you and stuff like that. And How nice is that, though? Yeah. yeah, which is, like, the I mean, I had more respect for him. Like, you know, I'd already had respect for what he'd done on the field and then, you know, get in the ring and stuff like that. Because no matter, you know, how many times you've done it, whatever, it's still a daunting, scary mm. thing. You know, like, one-on-one -on -one in a ring when, you know, 5,000 people at, in Townsville are sitting there watching you, like, anything can happen to you. And yeah. You get in there, and like the occasion didn't worry me like at all, like because we like I've done some big games of footy, mm. and yeah, so none of that. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't you know like sitting there going, oh, you know, like what am I doing here or anything. Like I was so keen for it, and I was so ready. Yeah. Um, but like I did a few times think about not doing it, not because of how big he was or anything like that, but just because life at that stage was so hectic. Yeah. Like I was just like. You got to be so when you're fighting, like you just have to have like such a like a selfish mentality that it's just you, mm. and yeah, everything has got to stop, you know, and you just got to put everything on the back burner because if you're not doing all the little details and all the little things right leading up to it, like you get in the the ring and if you you know, have one little you know, stuff up or mishap, it's big consequences where like yeah. you know you get knocked out or. Um, you know, something, you know, you might throw the wrong punch, break your hand or something like that. You do, you, know? do you ever get worried about like the head knocks, like getting, like getting hit in the head or like breaking a hand or anything like that? 
leading into this season coming? No. No, it doesn't cross your mind? Well, not for me because, like, I've never had one. Yeah. Actually, that's a lot. I had one last year um, against against, uh, the Cowboys and I went to make a tackle on a young guy, hit his head, uh, hit his hip. And yeah. I just remember like getting up, thinking I was sweet, but yeah. apparently like I was on the ground for, yeah, you know, 30, 40 seconds. Oh, oh no, it wasn't even like 10, 20 seconds. Yeah. Trying to like stand back up, but I couldn't. Yeah. And then I got up and I was like, get off me. Like I'm fine. Like I was sweet. But like, that's just because I don't know, like I've never had one before. Mm. So that was the first time I'd ever been like concussed or yeah. anything. But like in my head, like I wasn't even concussed because like I went off the field, did like the full assessment and everything like that. And I was fine. Mm. Yeah. So... I suppose, like, it, it, I don't know whether um, it makes me worried or anything like that, but I think in the back of your head, like, you know, you're copping blows to the head constantly. Mm. Like, like, the respect I have for fighters, man, it's, like, it's gnarly. Yeah. And to be able to cop a big punch and see stars for a minute and then shake yourself out of it and keep coming back. And But everyone, everyone's different. Like, that's what I learned through, like, my whole concussion thing. There's, like, everyone reacts differently to yeah. it. It's, like, people are like, oh, you've got so many head knocks in your career. But it's, like, nah, like, you could have one head knock and be done. Mm. Or you could have 10 or 20 and yep. be sweet. Like, it's, sweet. it's everyone reacts to it so differently. Exactly. And, mate, the amount of times, especially being a front rower, like, and you'd know, like, the amount of times we've had, like, big collisions, yep. head clashes, you know, uh, hit by a knee or an elbow, and bounced up and been sweet. And yeah. then, you know, the next thing, the slightest thing hits you and you're like yeah. seeing stars, you're a bit rattled and you're mm. like, holy, you know, like everything is so different. But like, I have this like pregame ritual. I was going to talk to yeah, you about it. I, I know exactly what I mean, yeah, what you're going to do. Yeah, I have this pregame ritual because of the position we play and like you straight, like usually, you know, if you're a front row, you get off the kickoff and you're straight into like a big collision. Yes that I actually hold the football before and smoke my head, like either side, you know, four or five times either side, I see stars yeah. and then, you know, like I'm sweet. Because soon just as to I, get, Just to get ready for the big impact. Just for the come. first big impact, yeah. yeah, because I think like no matter how much you can warm up and you can, you know, do, you know, hitting the pads and stuff like that, nothing compares, you know, nothing compares to like that, like original kind of, hit or that force you know because like when you got a guy that you know 115 120 kilos coming off the kickoff running at three or four other guys at yeah. the same way yeah, yeah it's like two like small cars hitting each other mate two big cars bro well two big cars <laughs> yeah yeah depending if, and in nelson's case a semi-trailer yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean 100 like, yeah. but the g-force that's like generated yeah. out of like 210 120 mm. nelson 140 yeah. kilos running 20 yeah. Like 20 meters against each other to yeah. bang. Yeah. That's big. Do you still do the, the footy on the head? Every day. Yeah. And if I don't, like, I dead set, if I don't do it, like, when I forget sometimes because I'm like trying to do something and then I forget, like, and we're just about to go out, I'm like, get me a ball, get me a ball because it really? plays in my head. If I went out there, I wouldn't, I reckon it'd play on my head. Because I, I, like, I, I don't worry about the boys, but I half worry about the boys, like mm. mates who like, I'm really close with that yeah. are still playing. Because I'll and maybe I'm just like getting a bit soft in my old age. Well, I think but, because you've like you've had a, such an experience of like it's scary. Yeah. And you know, I used to get scared. Like, and I, I don't know if I've ever told you, I used to get scared watching every one of your games. Yeah. Because I knew like where your head was at and yeah. where you're at, and I was just like, you know, please get through a game and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it used to scare me. I remember there was a time when you were getting hit. Oh, a fair bit and you were getting concussions and I come to you and I was like we need to change your running technique you know, I remember remember? I remember these conversations mm. but like back then trying to tell like a 21 year old kid yeah. who's just 100 miles an hour who's like like because that's what we we're talking about just before the pod like mm. you have been on the journey with me since like 
OG days. Yeah. Like uh, like under 12s. You and yeah. Rossi, Nathan, yeah, Nathan, uh, Nathan Ross, Nathan Ross would come down to the Narang Roosters. Yeah, bro, I would have been – I think I was only 18. Like, it was my first year of 20s at Titans. Yeah. So I would have been 18. I don't even know if I'd played 20s yet. It may have been coming out of like SG ball and stuff. And I yeah. come down and um, Rossi's like, can you come down and you know, do some training drills with the boys? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. And then there's this little grommet, you running yeah. around. You know? But back then, you weren't a little grommet in that team. You were the biggest one. <laughs> and like, and everyone caught up. Yeah, you literally stopped growing then because you were the same size now as what you were when you were 12. <laughs> but that was so cool for us as yeah. like 12, 13-year-olds having guys who were like internet, like prof- like NRL yeah. professional, semi-professional system. Yeah. And you guys coming in. like, And then you'd come watch our games. Yeah. And it was so cool. And then the really cool thing was that when you went to Bronx, like mm. you signed with Bronx and then we were in like the junior development system mm. and we got to like, oh, like get to say hey, hey yeah. to you boys. And I remember the first day you walked in, I was doing an ice bath because I was in first grade and I'm doing an ice bath and you get brought in like shown by, uh, I think it was Richo maybe? Maybe Richo. Yeah, or... Richo, whoever was doing it at the time, come in, they're like showing around and I'm like, hang on a minute. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'll j- just you may have just signed or you were just about to sign or something. And I was like, that's mad. Like, so yeah, you would have been 12 when like we'd first kind of started becoming mates. So when I would see you play, especially when we were together, I was so protective of you because I knew how like fragile you kind of like mm. your head was. Yeah. And man, it was like watching my little brother play and it used to scare me because mm. I was like, you know, even if like there was a big contact, my heart had almost stopped because I'd be like, is it like, are you getting up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I knew how, and I knew you, I know because like, you were just as crazy as I am. Like nothing would stop you. And mm. like you were just, no matter how, like, you didn't want to let us down or the boys down. So no matter how much your head was probably cooking, you know what I mean? Like I, I look about, I look back at that all the time because obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing, yeah. right? Like if you, if I could go back and like start from like 18, it would change everything, oh. right? Like you would have changed like your footwork, the way you go about it. But I remember looking up to guys like yourself, um, Corey Parker, Josh McGuire, who were like, tough as mm. I remember like the Bronx like wrestling sessions that we do you like shark bait and right. like boys would just be banging big Frankie Molo banging like, each other um, like Herman was in there yeah. like oh, Jai Arrow was in yeah. there like, he, wasn't <laughs> he was, banging, he was wrestling he wasn't backs, banging <laughs> <laughs> like, Arrow wasn't doing but shit. I remember looking up to that and I would get reinforcement and I'd kid to hear your thoughts on, on, on your like junior progression mm. but I always used to get like reinforcement from coaches like guys who I would look up to and they'd be like, never lose that aggression. Yeah. They're like, like never lose. That's the, that's the one thing you can't like trade nah. in for anyone else. So I took that into grade. Yeah. Um, and then I remember my debut. I didn't think you were playing. It was the last round. We played I the Roosters. No, nah, I got suspended. And yeah. That's why Cause I was so excited in, yeah. to play with you. Yeah. Um, it was against Roosters <clears throat> in Sydney and you were like, you're like, don't go out a hundred miles an hour. You'll gas. <laughs> like you'll gas so hard. <laughs> and I went out a hundred miles yeah, an hour, bro. I say it to all the young guys, but especially you, because like you're like, and your like speed of the game too was like zero to a hundred. There was no like, you know, work your way into it and you know, find your feet and do all yeah. of this. And I just remember watching you like get to market because I think you started too. Did you? Or did you come no, off the bench? No, nah, I came off the bench, but we had injuries, yeah, so we played was, like 60. Yeah, real early. That's all right. And I remember you came on and you were just like skittling everywhere. And I'm like, no, just don't excited. do it. Just yeah. like, just ease into it. And I'm like, oh, well, like, but don't worry. Like, I did the same thing. I remember really? like coming in, I was like, just trying, like, dad was like, you know, ease into it because like the game's going to be quicker. The physicality of it's going to be like heaps more hectic. Ease into it. Like, you'll be sweet. 
I'm like, yeah, 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 sweet. But like, then you don't. Like, you just want to make every tackle like straight 100%. away. You want to run everything, and the next minute you cannot breathe. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you cannot move. You know, you're gay. And then you look up at the you look up at the board. It's two minutes in. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I've just made ten tackles in two minutes. Yeah, exactly. What was your? Who were the people that you leaned on when you came into grade? Because you debuted at Bronx, yeah. Yeah. Who were yeah. you leaning on? Like, so 2012, uh, I debuted against the Roosters. Um, it was Origin two. Yeah. And um, so then when I was there, I had Petro, Corey Parker, uh, Benny Teo, um, Sammy Thide, like, you know, Maguire. Benny Hannett? Was Benny Hannett there? Yeah, Benny Hannett, yeah. yeah. So we'd, we'd, dropped, we'd lost about uh, six to Origin, I think. That's a good pack. Yeah, like pretty much our whole pack yeah. went, to, like, went to Origin. So I used to, like, back then, um, yeah, I would – kind of learn from you know Petro and and, and Corey Parker like I, I came really quite close with, with Coza um yeah and learned a lot from him um the whole way through and Sammy always used to you know have like the wise words and stuff Thought like I, that yeah, yeah you know what I mean like half taking the piss but like you know if you listen to him like and listen to the messages he'd have like it was actually real like like what you would take away as a footballer and, you know, what you needed to take away. Like, because there was times where, like, you know, Wayne would say something to me and I would be, like, stressed and I'm like, no, nah, I'm gone. Like, I'm never going to play again. Like, yeah. he's going to hate me. Yeah. And then Sam would come up to me and goes, like, mate, like, why are you stressing? He goes, the day that he stops talking to you and stops yeah. telling you what to do is the day you need to be worried, not yeah. him spraying you. Mm. So that's my thing now forever. Like, as long as Wayne spraying me for doing something right or wrong, yeah. I don't care as long as he's spraying me because the day he come, he stops and stops talking to me, that's the day I need to be worried. But you've got a different relationship with Wayne, hey? Like, you're always giving him hugs and, like, colours and stuff. <laughs> I, like, I, I remember when I came in there and obviously, like, so – not scared, but, like – Pretty much, like, didn't say a word first yeah. year, as like most like 18, 19 year old guys do. And here you are, like, you and the boys, like, giving him hugs, and like, he obviously hates it, like, telling you to it. piss off. Yeah. And, um, and then I don't know, he plays like kind of mind games with you. He's like, calls you by like the wrong name and stuff, yeah. like, he calls you like Kieran. And shit. I was like, I wonder if he actually knows yeah, who I am. That's right, Kieran, <laughs> do you remember that? Like, yeah. and then uh, we started calling you Kieran, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, but, yeah, well, I want like how I don't know, I don't know what the what the the question is, I guess, I th like I think I think that first year that I had Wayne in fifteen when we made the grand final, we just set a relationship with each other that we've just grown and it just kept going even when I wasn't playing with him. Yeah, because obviously I'm very like I'm a very confident, you yeah, know, like affectionate, you know, loving person, um, and because Wayne was like is Wayne. Um, and doesn't like the cuddling and kissing and stuff like that. Like yeah. I used to do it to like stir him, but like I know that he likes it. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I know that he secretly does. Yeah. And like w the Wayne you get um, in front of the cameras and stuff like that and the Wayne we get is completely different. 100%. You know what I mean? Like the, the love that that man has for his boy, like all these players and not just his players, their families yeah. and the club and the people that work there. Is why we love him and respect him. He's always like people first, like being 100%. a better, like being a better person. Like yeah. if you're not a good person, he's probably not going to have you around. Or if he's someone who's going through a tough time, he like he's so good at pulling crew in. Like yeah. I remember, like we won't say any names, but when guys were going through like dr like drinking problems, yeah. it'd be like he would be the first person to lean on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, and he, uh, it's almost like he like he likes that little bit of a project too, yeah. because he knows that he can get the best out of them, especially if they're a fantastic player and uh, they're just struggling with something because the first thing like a, a coach that doesn't have that ability to think you know what's wrong with him off the field mm. 
you know, like the first thing they think is like, oh, he's just like he's crap or he's done, you know, he's yeah. not, you know, he's on the piss, you know, or he's um, not training hard enough and stuff like that. But when a player is got um, the background, you know, I'm sorry, like the life after, behind football where he's happy and he's um, thriving and, mm. you know, he's just life's really good, they're the players that you look, you know, on the field, and they're the ones that are thriving. And, and they're succeeding. probably playing better footy as well, 100%. yeah? 100%. Have, have you ever gone through times like that in your career when, like, stuff away from footy isn't that great and then it translates to life on footy? Yeah. Because um, I look at you now with, like, Shannon and your beautiful partner, beautiful Banks. Like, yeah. you look happy. Mm. You look so happy, bro. Like, yeah. and I love to see it. No, it's definitely the uh, happiest in life and, like, off away from footy that I've, like, probably ever been. Mm. And... It's not like it's nice to feel like that, and you know, no, like going back to football. Yeah, you know, I'm back in three weeks. Yeah, you know, going back to football, like being so happy away from f like footy, is like really like good feeling because like I'm about to go back, and you know, you're going straight back into it. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to having the um, the, like the thought in your head of not having to worry about things behind football is yeah. is a good thing for a football player because. Like, you know, when you're a footy player, you've already got to think about so much yeah. and on the field and things like that. So if you're even got like the slightest thing in your head of like, God, you know, what, you know, what's this you know, going on at home or, you know, like what's like going to happen when I'm coming off the field? Yeah. Like you're not going to be fully invested into that, you mm -hmm. know, of what you're doing for football. And there has 100%, like 100% been times in my career where I've had to battle life stuff mm -hmm. and battle football and try and be a resilient enough to n not let them both affect each other. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you know, life can be really good and you can be struggling on the field because you are. Sometimes you just struggle because we play the hardest game in the world. Mm. And so things get, you know, the seasons are harder. Um, training's getting harder. Injuries, you yeah. know, like you're always, it's like there'd be times where I would come home and I could, Shannon be like, what's wrong? I'd be like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. just in a shit mood. It'd be just because... Maybe I did something wrong at training and Wayne sprayed me. Yeah. Or I just had an off and you day. Take that stuff home. And you take that home with you, mm. you know. And I I've I think now with my experience I'm pretty good at you know, cutting both. But like that has because I've come and I've learnt a lot along the way and had to, you know, cut where when I get to football, it's football. And when I'm not training, you know, like whatever happens before that, you know, like you just leave it as soon as I cross the white line and like when I'm playing football, you have to leave it there until you're finished. But that's got to be something so many young boys, like young parents and family guys who are coming into grade or have yeah. been in there for a couple of years, like can't decipher the two. No. I know I couldn't decipher mm. the two. Like <clears throat> going through if I like would get a head, especially head knocks, like when like cause my symptoms were like emotional irritability. So yeah. I'd be like real happy one minute, then like super sad and like irritable the other minute. So you go home and like your poor partner and family are, like yeah, copping it. Copping it yeah. What do you, did you have like any conversations with yourself or with other people to realize that? Or is that just a time thing, like I a think, maturity thing? I think, you know, obviously you have conversations over the time, you know, with welfare officers or, you know, my parents, you know, my partner and stuff like that. So, you know, you have the conversations where things will click, you know, and you're like, oh, like, yeah, like that, you know, maybe I'll, I shouldn't have, you know, like there was a time this year where Wayne was spraying me and I thought I was going half, not too bad. Yeah. And he sprayed me after this game and I rang Shane. I was like, he's sprayed me again. Like, I'm, yeah. maybe I'm just done. Yeah. Like, maybe I am getting too old and like I'm slowing down and things like that. And she literally on the phone, she looks at me and she goes, like, shut up. She, goes, <laughs> she did. She goes, if you, like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like, if he's saying these things because he knows he can get better 
And that was what actually was like. That was the trigger. Oh, that was the You're trigger. You're looking for like me. a little bit of sympathy. I'm right? looking for sympathy, and I'm just like, give cuddle. me a hug. Yeah, you know, like I love you. Cuddle me, and then she sprays me as well, and I'm like, well, the two people that love me the most, you know, Wayne and, and my wife. Like, yeah. if they're both saying it, like maybe I am just in a place where I'm like, oh, mm. poor me, poor me, and then that just triggered me, and like I literally started training mad again i started yeah. like you know just that little trigger and sometimes you can get a bit complacent in footy mm. because you know you're just going through the motions and yeah. you're trying to get yourself up every day to do the same thing over and over and you know because with footy it's such like a um you know uh, it's a roller coaster a roller as well. coaster yeah. yeah and just the repeat efforts of the same thing all the time and you know the coaches always say you know don't get bored of it you know and things mm. like that and you you kind of get complacent of that because when the training sessions are the same and you're like oh like you know we've same, done same. this the same same but it's because the things that we do you need to get better and better and better at that one thing because mm. football is actually so basic and so like um yeah just if you can have that one structure and do it really well it's so basic but mm. like i know we obviously when we're playing it makes it like we look like we're you know flicking things yeah, out of yeah. butt and all that sort of stuff but we have done those things over and over and over at training like so it's just like second nature like a person will scream something mm. and you only got to hear it once you know exactly what you're doing and that'll be like not just one player that's a whole set of six mm. you know you know exactly where we've got to go for this one to to then land for that one you know for them to do a kick for that yeah. for that winger so you, you do you can get complacent but when i like I, when i was obviously thinking that i was going all right and then she's like well if, he wouldn't be saying these things to you if you were doing them right mm. and i'm like oh how do you how do you go taking criticism because like the best thing that i think i got out of footy not the best thing but one of the really good things is like learning how to have tough conversations yeah. because like you'll play a game of footy and then you might be doing a couple things wrong and then you would come in you get sprayed in video session yeah. or you know your halfback might be spraying you know, or whoever you got nathan pete's buddy <laughs> and he's spraying everyone and like the best thing and like but i mate the best thing that i got out of footy was like coming out and like i can have tough conversations with employers with yeah. ceos with families with partners with friends um how did you go taking criticism no nah, so like i i like that yeah i like the hard conversation because yeah. that's all as a footballer that's all i want i want to know you know where i'm at where you want me to be like you know like on the field like you know don't beat around the bush yeah you know if i'm only gonna if you want me to play 20 minutes or tell like let tell me, me that let yeah. me know like if you don't want me next year and you want me to move on to a different club tell me that yeah. don't oh you know oh you know i'm gonna put you on you know 10 minutes into the game and, and we'll see how you go and the next minute i'm on in the last five minutes of the yeah. game yeah which is what happened in the start of my career mm. no like i would be told that i'm getting on the field 20 minutes in and then it'll be three minutes 50 to go and they're like right get up and you're on i'm like well, just don't play me yeah let me go and play q cup so i can get decent minutes mm. because that broke my confidence really because like i was so like i was such a confident happy like i know my ability and i know what i can do and i'm very confident and i'll tell you but like that's what makes me me you yeah. know what i mean i'll muck around you know if i flick something out my butt on the weekend and it works like i'll yeah. walk into training i'm like hey yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah like yeah. i like joking around but like I'm, I'm not scared of that either and um it like it broke my confidence where like when Wayne was coming in, I was like, he's gonna sack me, he's gonna get rid of me. Really? Like, How old were you then? Like twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Or twenty. Because like, I debuted going into twenty one, so yeah. I would have been like nineteen, turning twenty, and then um, 
played that year and then Wayne came when I was turning 21. And for a 20-year-old kid who, like, you know, I th thought I was, like, training the house down and doing everything and then I finally get to play, you know, when you're only getting that, you're like, well, why am I not good enough to get on? Mm. You know, like... Have that self-doubt, like... Yeah, does he not trust me? Yeah. You know, like, when we're in crucial times in the game and, like, there was a time where I was watching Corey Parker, dead set, sitting on the... Like, standing on the field spewing, like, because he was so tired... I hadn't been on yet. Yeah. And I'm like, get him off and put me on. Yeah. So, like, why can't you trust me to, like, replace him to do that, mm. you know? And I think that built me, a, like, a lot of, like, resilience and stuff too because, like, I, I also, like, I didn't come out of school straight into a, you know, like a, a contract either. You didn't you go know? to a footy school either. I didn't go to a footy school, no. Nah. I went to um, high schooling in Coffs Harbour and I did all my primary schooling at Helensville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then went to Coffs Harbour for, I think I only did four years of school because I dropped out in year 10 and started doing a, um, a landscape impression when I come back here for SG Ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't have like any of that, you know, like all I'd done at school was that. So like I would go to, like all football for me was, was life. Like I loved it. Yeah, so yeah. I would train Tuesday, Thursdays, play on Saturdays. And I would train, you know, with our junior stuff. And then I'd go and, like, catch every bomb that first grade because dad was captain coach. Yeah, yeah. So they would be doing, um, you know, like, um, ball drills and stuff. And they'd be, like, kicking down the field. I'd catch it and act like I was the, you know, the fullback and return it into them. I'm like a 10-year-old kid flying into first graders and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You know, that's how I learned how to play. Was, yeah. Like, bush footy and stuff like that. So, like, when I was coming into the, the first grade and into the systems and stuff like that, you know, all these guys had got clicks so they'd come out of school or mm. they'd play rep footy and, you know, stuff like that. So I had to build a resilience, even just that in myself, of, like, well, stuff that. Like, I'm here to do a job and I'm here to, like, you know, be a first grader. So I'm coming in and I didn't care who was in front of me. Petro. Really? So you, know, you were confident coming in? 100% I was confident because I knew what I could do. Yeah. And I backed myself. And like the young kids these days, like there's a difference between being cocky and arrogant and a difference between backing yourself because mm. you know what you can do. Yeah. And um, so like when my first year of coming in, I would, you know, the wrestle sessions we had at Bronx, man, they were, they were wild. Yeah. We used to flog each other. Yeah. Like I'm talking full hour sessions. Guys would just come off the back fence, and you would just like get smoked, and you know, like you would, you like you would walk out like a full sore. game, like it was so a game. sore. Yeah, yeah. And um, we would just go back, and like Petro was there, and the respect and the love I had for that man, I was like, holy. But when he was running the ball, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna flog him. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah, that was yeah. it. Because they were also like the tests for us as young kids. You know. They'd, they'd done their – and the, got their respect and they'd played the 10, 15 years. But for us, like, we needed to earn the respect of them. We needed to show the coaches what we could do. Mm. So, like, if you're going in half-assed, one, you're going to get injured. Yeah. Like, if you're going in half-assed, you're going to get injured. But two, like, they're just going to be like, well, you're not doing a training. We're not going to put you on the field. Yeah. So we just used to go and flog each other, you know, and Josh McGuire and that, like, you he know, was, Moose was Oh, like, mate, he was, I mean, I'll never forget, we did like a, we did one of the wrestling sessions yeah. and we were doing shark bait, so we are just like flying yeah. into each other. And Moose is someone who like, I kind of like replicated my game off because he was a bit of a grab and like, <laughs> it was a bit wild. But I remember exactly what you thought yeah. of Petra. I was like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to flog him, get him, I'm going to pin him on his back. Yeah. Thought I had him. And then he like, you remember the, um, the, the when we trained at the PCYC, the yeah, wrestle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picked me up, threw me into the mirror. Yeah, man. Thought I broke my ankle and I was just like so humbled, like yeah, straight away. Humbled, I was just like, yeah. okay, well, let's go back and reassess. Yeah. 
I remember that day because I got filthy because I was like, because I was, I was like, because you were like my little brother that yeah. just come in and yeah. then he'd done that to you. And I was like, oh, what a, like, <laughs> me and you must went yeah. next. But back back to like the confidence versus cocky. Do you reckon like there are some like young kids coming through, hey, like that. It's ridiculous. That are just like little, I don't know, it's like a little chip self-entitled. on the Self-entitled. Yeah. They're very self-entitled. They, um, they expect everything um, mm. because they're coming straight out of school. And like, look, don't get me wrong. You know, do what you've done, killed it and stuff like that. But, man, school footy, rep footy, mm. NRL, like it's, it's a, a huge difference, man. Yeah. Um, and they do. They come in and they expect all this, you know, and the way they talk to some – like they talk to people and, you know, even like the people that have been at the clubs about, you know, getting gear or, you know, can I have this? And it's yeah. not like, you know, you know, it's just it, – it gets to me. And, like, we used to have – a system like in the de- like back in the day and it still it is a little bit like that but it's definitely nowhere like it was but mm. yeah when we had massage and stuff like that yes. you know if you were a young kid and you hadn't even played games or you were just a young kid you went last it's and off games played it went off games played and because the respect of the the older boys they'd earned that position to go first yeah or you know just Whatever it was, like the older guys always, you know, got that opportunity to be first because it was a respect thing, mm. and we didn't even question it. Mm. Yeah, you know, like if it was lunchtime and it was, well, we had to go get coffees, the old boys would walk in and you'd see them coming, and I'd already had it ordered. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah because yeah. as soon as they'd come, they're like, "Do you get coffee?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's already on its yeah, way." Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, or you're having drinks, and it's just like you're off to get the drinks. Yeah. Like they'll give you the card, but it's like young buck. Like, yeah, you got to go, go and get, get them exactly. So there was never even a question where like, man, there's been times now where it's like. I, I, I muck around with them and I'd be like, it's your turn. They're like, no, you get me one. And I'm, like, hang on. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Yeah. Like, I'm only joker, but now you go give me a fucking coffee. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, it's like a, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just a respect thing. Like, and I, like, I love the confidence that they come in, but they just need to have a, like a chain. Like they need to know, like I said, an arrogance and a mm. respect and then as a confidence. Mm. I think that's why Wayne was so good because like Wayne's obviously like people first, but he, he drive a lot of that stuff. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. Culture's massive with him. Yeah. 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 And he will humble anyone. Yeah. He, it, it doesn't matter if you paid 350 games and you're Justin Hodges or Corey Park or Petro yeah. or, you know, five gamer, you know, or a guy that I hadn't even played yet. Mm. You, he treats you the exact same all the way across. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think, you know, these young guys come into the, um, you know, into the pre-seasons and they've never met him. And because Wayne doesn't really come into um, pre-season until like after Christmas usually, yeah. Um, you know, the the hype when he gets in there, like it's like, yeah, let's everyone's go. Everyone's back. Like everyone's back. Like we're buzzing. Like it must be close to game time, you yeah. know. Um, but he comes in and it's just like that first, first little meeting we have, it's like this, this and this. And like the young guys are like, here we go. And I'm in the background taking the piss out of yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, you found the address of where we trained, do you? Yeah. Have you been the last yeah, two months, Two months, where yeah. you been? Yeah, yeah. they're like, hey, like, what do you talk to like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like mucking around. So, yeah, but like we have that relationship. And like there's been times where, you know, like I may have stuffed up on the field and stuff like that and, and Wayne's used me at half time to – Give me a rev, but and, that's an example for the young boys. But, but to use it for the whole team, really, yeah. like to, like he'll pump me because he knows I can take it. Yeah. But all the other guys are like, 
holy, like, you know. But that's also the thing where it's just like, because you're obviously like playing at a super high level yeah. and probably doing less mistakes than everyone else. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Sometimes. But if, but, if you're, but if you're getting sprayed and yeah. you're a young kid, it's like, well, I did all these other things. Yeah. Like that pulls them in to check without even having that conversation. Yeah, exactly. And like, and that's the thing because Wayne has me at a, like he does have me at such a high level, but I have myself up there. So when Same. I do it, like, one or two dumb things where like I might throw an offload where it, it you know hits the ground and then you know the guy picks it up and drops it or you know I throw it and they just drop it or something where I probably shouldn't have done but I I do because like I, I do like I'll do stuff where I probably shouldn't but I mm. back myself to pull it off yeah. and if I don't do it I'll cop the consequence of Fair. it you know like I'll throw a you know two man cutout pass and it might not work the first time and everyone will be like nah, never doing that again you yeah. watch it for next time I grab the ball I'll throw it again I guarantee it'll work yeah. do you know what I mean because yeah, one I can confidence. back myself and confident but yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm not scared to take that risk and opportunity and yeah. Wayne knows that but sometimes he's got to pull me back into check Fair. and be like think of where we are in the game mm. you know like are we coming off our line and we're you know 12 all and you know you shouldn't have thrown that you know like if we're 12 all and there's 30 seconds to go 100 mm. percent throw the ball out but he's his is more like game awareness and like did we need that at the time yeah or have you just been selfish and and put us on the back foot yeah brother you've been um you've been in an nrl system for what 12 years coming into 13 is that right yeah, I think so. 20, 2010. 2010. 2010 I started, yeah. Mate, are you, are you still happy playing footy? Do you have it like, mate, that's because it's a mate, yeah. it's a long stint. Mm. Like even like, I know we've been through a couple of coaches at the Titans. Yeah. Like we've moved around. You had wooden a heap spoons, of success. Yeah. Wooden spoons. We've been through the whole thing. Like yeah. are you still happy, happy playing footy? Yeah, man. I still, like, I still love it, hey. I do. I love the game. I love everything about it. When I'm playing, yeah, but don't get me like, oh, I won't lie to you. Like, I ride the roller coaster, and you ask my wife, like, there's every couple of days I'll be like, Fuck, I just want to retire, yeah, like I'm done, like I'm tired, mm. you know. And it's not even in my body or anything like that. It's just a, it's just a mental thing because like every day you've got to get up and you've yep. got to be at your best. And yeah, one of Wayne's things is like you will literally like one of his second rule is no matter how tired you are, you come and you, train. Yes. You know, like, because you aren't as tired as you feel, but, mm. like, when we're on the field, if a player can play at 70, 75%, you know, whether that's injured, tired, whatever it is, like, that's good. Like, you're never going to play at 90 to 100, yeah. like, yeah. ever. Mm. So, like, there's been times where I've looked at it and been just so tired and so fatigued of, you know, like, we've got kids and stuff, you know, maybe they've been sick or, you know, there's been something, you know, in life that's, you know, really drained me and stuff like that. And yeah. I just look at her and I'm like, no, nah, I'll just finish this year Yeah, and I'm done, you know, or something like that. Like I've just have those little in my thoughts in my head and she's like, no, like, no, like this is, you're sweet. Yeah, because I look at you like you're so happy, like you're a happy, you're a happy guy mm. all the time. Like, yeah. and you're playing mad footy. Like, <laughs> like, like you're still playing, like you're 32 years old and you're playing mad footy. Yeah. It's like, when do you think, like, how do you know when to retire? Like, yeah. has you, have you had conversations with any other old boys who are like, you know what? I just know. No, I, I think, yeah, I, like I have spoke, like I remember when Corey Parker retired, he said like, he, he went out on a stage where, you know, he left on his own terms. Yep. And I think that will be like, that's, that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. Like if my body like still feels alright, but I know that I'm just not getting there to um, be able to like 
give the boys what they need at 100%, mm. that's when I know, like, it's time. Um, because I am. I'm a very happy – and my personality is very, like, affectious. Yeah. So when I come into training, if I'm down and I'm, like – filthy or i'm thinking like straight away boys start like are yeah. you sweet are you yeah, sweet yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's not me so I, my like uh personality starts rubbing off on people and rubbing off on team but then when i'm real happy and i'm buzzing Everyone's i come in bouncing. the whole team's buzzing yeah, yeah. and bouncing you know and then like even like wolfie our coach and stuff like that and he's like oh what do you have for breakfast yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean because me and wolfie like wolfie's so straight you know he's like ruthless straight one and arrow yeah. uh sorry like just a straight arrow he um yeah we like muck around all the time and i like i love him and he's a wicked coach and stuff like that but we always like dig at each other all the time like mm. when you know like when i pull something off on the weekend like yeah. i know he's like he's watching stuff yeah, like that yeah, and i'll yeah. come in just he's like oh, man, did you see that class on the <laughs> yeah. weekend like, he knows it's coming as i well. know and yeah. he's like okay how long are we going to hear about this so i'll be like just till the next weekend yeah like because then i'll probably stuff up or something yeah, so yeah. then you'll have it on me you know yeah. but like, i do i have that affectious personality so when I get to that stage where, like, I can't go into training anymore and yeah. maybe be like that, maybe that'll be the mm. time that, you know, uh, I know that I'm done. What are you thinking about life after footy? Do you think about that often? Uh, I, I do try and think about it sometimes. And, like, me and my partner, like, my partner's very successful. You know, she's got a great couple of businesses. So, like, I want to kind of go and work with her and do stuff with her and, um, and her business partner. Um, I've got mates that have got really good successful businesses that want me to kind of come on and, and yeah. kind of do some stuff with them. And, you know, I, I'd still love to be like around footy, but I don't want to be like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could be like a coach yeah. or something like that because I don't know if that's me yet. Like, no. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, like I want to think, like I think I want to be like the football manager. Yeah. You know, because I want to be a part of football, but I want to be able to look after the team mm. and look after the boys on that way, not, you know, like coaching and stuff like that. So. You've always had that in you though, like yeah. looking after the young boys mm. and looking after the players. Like you've yeah. got a lot of love for the boys. Mm. Where do you reckon that comes from? That like giving, always want the boys to be happy and always want them to be good. I just think that comes like from like just the family yeah. growing up. Yeah, my family is such a – I've got a big family and we've always been like that together. Like all our Christmases used to be, you know, like it was every cousin, every uncle, every auntie there. Yeah. Uh, my family do – we do everything, you know, together. Like if we're – you know, a weekend, like there'll be a group text sent out and you're like, we're going to the markets, does everyone want to come? Or we're having a barbecue, does everyone want to come? So mm. my – like – love for everyone and, and making sure i want to make sure everyone's happy i think it's just like it's just my personality and make you feel good me. yeah yeah it makes me feel so good yeah like if you know like if i do something wrong and like you know like and it affects someone like i want to fix it straight yeah. away like i'm a fixer yeah yeah like my wife you know if i'm a dickhead and she hates me for a minute she just goes quiet you know yeah. and she's like she's a very like real like realist so she thinks about things so i'm like straight away i'm like i'm sorry babe i love you like <laughs> please let me fix it. Probably what you need, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yin and yang over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> she whipped me straight in the ass. Don't worry. She's here. She's <laughs> listening. <laughs> I've just got to remember not to say something too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very smart. Over there. Yeah, yeah, very smart. But that's the thing. I'm a, like, I'm a fixer. And I, I've, I actually learned that off her mum. It was, you know, like we are two different people, you know. So like say we have an argument or something. And she's like, well, you've got to respect like her boundaries and, um, you know, this is the way she handles it and this is the way you handle it. And mm -hmm. that's the way I'm at football. Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, you know, when someone's down and they're hurt, like I want to help and I want to fix it because it does, it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, and if like someone needs, um, you know, 
bit extra training or something like that like as cooked as i am like i will go and help and, yeah. and do that you know and, and things like that because that's just the way i've grown up that's the way my dad was and when he coached all these football teams yeah. and he played and that's where i learned how to play football and so that's what i want to do how do you go with the balance between like family and footy yeah I, like i i think we're like i'm pretty good like you know you know what football's like man when we're playing and we're in the season mm. like nothing else really like yeah there's no time for anything else yeah. really yeah so to try and find the balance to make sure that I'm still giving the love and attention to my kids, you know, my partner, my family, you know, like, because like I'll be, I'll get phone calls from Nan and she's like, I haven't seen you for yeah, four weeks. I'm very like, family oriented. Yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah. And my family are locked down. I'm like, Nan, I'm sorry. I've been away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, even just a phone call, you yeah, know, like yeah. things like that, you know, like it is, you have to find balance. And I think that, um, even in the off season, like, and that's why I say to young guys, like when they're trying, like they don't have any rest and yes. they just want to train mm. every day to like, be better. I'm like, you can't do that. You need to find balance. You need to go on a holiday. You need to spend time with your family. Like, you know, keep doing little bits and pieces. Like mm. that's fine, but it's such a long season. And, and you know, and like, I obviously with the fight this year, I trained for four weeks and now I've had two weeks off. Mm. And then I go in another three weeks, I'm back. But I usually like I try and pretty much do nothing for like almost four or five weeks or half of the time that yeah. I do, you know, and then That's I start refresh. slowly building back into it again because like you're never going to go back into training like preseason fully fit and anything yeah. like that, but you've got like two months before Christmas to start that. But even like changing up the environment would be like a mad little refresher, yeah? 100%. Like even, that's exactly right. Even just like not being at the same gym every day yeah. or not training on the same field every day is like a different, it's a refresher and that's mm. what you need to do. So go and train and find that balance or, you know, like my kids, like they love coming down and, and watching me train. Mm. Yeah. And I took them to a few sessions this year at Dolphins, you know, like and, and they, they loved it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, you know, actually our club is so fantastic. Bro, I, I love, love that because yeah. Storm are the same. Like they yeah. get all the kids, all the family in there when they win, they sing a song, or even yeah. when they lose. Like yeah. they're so apparel with the same. Yeah, like. and it's so like it's so nice. You know, like a lot of the wives and all that. Yeah, you know, like well, a lot of the boys all live around like close around like the actual dolphins. So like they'll a lot of the, like you're always seeing the wives walking in and out, taking the kids to like the gym or. Um, They've got like a crash there at the gym there, the Dolphins. So they're always like saying hello and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very family orientated or we'll have captains run and, you know, 15 of the wives will be there and stuff like that with all the kids and they're running around on the field. That's which is, so cool. It's good, man. Like, and I, I love that because like that, the thing is like, yes, we're footballers, but we're fathers, you know, we're mm. husbands, we're boyfriends, you know, and all that first. And that's all. And that passes down the values that you want to your kids. I yeah. remember listening to a podcast with, I think I called Paul Carter. He was on like their players association in the NBA, yeah. like his NBA player. I obviously don't watch that much NBA, but mm. I listened to his podcast cause it was really cool. He talked about like the values and traits that he wants to still instill in his young kids. Yeah. So he wants them to come to training mm. so he can seize them working hard. Yeah. Like imagine if like dad just goes off the training all day yeah. and he's like, Oh, well like, and then like other kids or other people are talking about his dad. He's like, Oh, He's just a basketball yeah. player, but if you can actually see dad doing the work, yeah. how he relates to other people, like seeing you get around to all the young boys and how you're yeah. personable, enthusiastic, yeah. like that's stuff that you're going to pass down to your kids. Yeah, and I actually took so I took my partner's 
daughter, my stepdaughter, for the first time to a training session this year. Yeah. And she sat there and she watched the whole thing on the field because I think like Sham was working, couldn't get babysitting, and she might have been like there was no school, so I took her. And she watched the whole field session and then she came and had lunch with us and mm. then she um, came and watched gym and stuff like that and yeah. she was roughing it. Like really? She loved it, yeah. That's so cool. And then I remember um, Chan come up to me like um, that night and she's like, fire out, like, Indy loved that. And I was like, yeah. really? And she's like, yeah. She goes, like, I knew, like, Dad was a footballer and that he trained hard, but, like, wow, like, he, they, they trained really hard. Yeah. And then she, like, Shan said, well, you know, that's why when dad comes home and he's tired and things like that and you want to go and do all these things and he's like, you know, like maybe just not today, we'll do it tomorrow because he's so cool. Yeah. That's why. And she's like, oh, I get it now. So like you almost got to like, they understand, like you show them and they learn an appreciation too. Like mm. when you're going to training and not showing them what you're doing and then you come home and you're just tired and you don't spend, like you don't yeah. do something with them and stuff. They just get upset because it's like they don't want to spend time with you. But yeah. when you show them and actually give them the appreciation of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was cool. I look at you with your kids and it's so like, it's so fun to see. Like even growing up, like, like watching, um, watching your like little bubs grow up. It's yeah. so fun. What, um, what values do you want to like instill in them? Like, is there, do you think about that? Like, is there any values that you want to pass down to them? Uh, I just think like, like just, like be a good person to everybody yeah you know like you know and and oh but like there's also a thing you know like treat people with respect all the time and that yes but like that, that uh, if another person's not treating you with respect too like you got to find that balance you yeah. know like it's being a dad so hard man because yeah. like sometimes like yeah they'll come home and be like this little kid you know this boy buddy pushed me over at school or something like that and i'm like I'm, all right which what's his name yeah. i'm gonna go flog <laughs> yeah. this kid I'm, just, a little bit differently. I'm gonna go flog this kid you know what i mean <laughs> it's a six-year-old kid <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dad, a she's like, dad i'm 11. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it's so hard yeah it's the most rewarding job ever and i love it but it's it is it's so hard and i just want them to you know grow up in life and and you know you don't have to just do one thing in life and that's mm. why when i did the boxing that was my biggest thing with them because like, why are you boxing you're a footy player and we're like you know because you don't just have to do one thing mm. you know you can go and be a boxer while i'm yeah. a footballer yeah. or you can yeah you, know, you can study and go and do this you know yeah. and like you don't just have to do one thing in life and take every opportunity even if that opportunity is hard and yeah. fight, or you know fighting a guy that's 30 kilos bigger than you yeah, and, and, and it's going to be the biggest test of your life. Like, take the opportunities when you can. That's probably the biggest thing that I learned from you was mm. just, like, not even just, like, networking, but just, like, taking opportunities. Like, mm. you would always, like, bring me along to catch-ups or anytime we'd have, like, piss-ups or anything. Yeah. Like, come meet this person, come meet that. Like, Ryan's the exact same. Like, yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, if you're conscious of it or if you just do it naturally. But you that's the biggest thing that I found in you is just, like, always looking out for people, always wanting to do introductions and, yeah. like, always looking for, like, good opportunities with good people. Well, especially with while we play footy too because we meet some of the best people yeah. and, and we have such great networks and connections with some of the best people and, like, really successful people and, like, mm. um, you know, in business or, you know, in sport and, and stuff like that and, you know, like, building the networks and and it's such an important part of like you know we'd need to do it now while we're playing yeah because like it's not going to last forever 100 percent. yeah and football will get to a stage where like you know it'll it'll, it'll almost forget us mm. you know what i mean because yeah. like because you know it's like we're kind of like cattle <laughs> you know like yeah. 10 years ago there was a big herd then and now like it's a completely different herd now you know yeah. like and it is we're like cattle and we just keep filtering through and you need to 
build off those connections because like like even what we were saying before, what am I going to do after footy? I don't know yet. Yeah. But, and, you know, because I still want to keep playing and I'm still in the mindset of playing that in three years' time, four years' time, there might be a complete opportunity that I just never, ever thought would come up. Full sliding door moment. Exactly. That yeah. might be what I'm doing. Like I, I sit here with you now. Yeah. You used to hate doing camera. I know, bro. And hate talking on yeah, yeah. like radio and that stuff. I remember yeah. we used to laugh about it. I'm like, and I used to be like, no, just do it. Like, yeah. build the the um, build the confidence up to do it, and and the ability to be able to sit there and look to a camera and just talk mm. and 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 not be paranoid and worried about like what you look like or yeah. what people think. And now look at you. You've and got this sick, w wicked podcast to talk to some of the most amazing people. And it's so cool, like the stuff that you find like uncomfortable mm. and like leaning into that uncomfortability yeah. like like you said like hated doing media yeah. like when they pull me in like do me i was like nah nah get for like get jay well get, like, yeah. get love story. <laughs> and that's what i mean but then like taking out of it it's like mate i've learned so much from that like yeah. learning ability to be able to talk to journalists ability yeah. to be able to talk like on panels like yeah. even the stuff with what ability like doing q and a's to to sports clubs, yeah. like doing Q and A, sitting in front of like the biggest like clubs in Australia yeah. and presenting to the main boys and yeah. like knowing that they're going to take the piss out of you. Exactly. Like, like I remember Walsh, um, Adam Walsh from yeah. Brisbane Bronx, he's like, yeah, mate, you can come do a presentation to the Bronx boys. Yeah. And I was like, first thing, a hundred percent I will, yeah. but I know if I walk into that side, the boys are going to take the piss <laughs> out of it. No matter, no matter what I'm talking about, yeah. no, you know what I mean? But like, it's so cool. And that's why I love this. Like, man, yeah. I love this so much. Like, yeah. I get, I get the ability to be able to have real conversations yeah. with some of my best mates who just happen to be, I guess, influential in the space yeah. and everything we touched on today about yeah. confidence, dealing with pressures, like the ability to have tough conversations, balancing work life yeah. and parent life. Like these things are so important. I and think um, like one of the like the best messages I ever like was taught was like, um, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's whether it's on the field, whether it's off the field, whether it's in front of a mic, whether it's talking in front of 5,000 people. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yes, it's an uncomfortable, you know, and you kind of, you build a resilience or you build a confidence to do it. But like you, like you do, you build, you build, you build up and you, you start learning more people, the opportunities start coming up and, you know, and like, yes, it's uncomfortable for a minute. But everything's uncomfortable mm. at the start until you learn and, you, you know, you kind of get comfortable doing it. You know and that's I mean? where you grow, bro. Yeah. Like, that's where you grow. I look at, like, all the hardest times in my life yeah. and I've got, like, and that's where I've had the most growth and yeah. the most things. Like, losing a mate to suicide when he was 17, that yeah. sparked the passion of wanting to do a deep dive into mental health and yeah. doing all the stuff with Movember and all the Movember that events that we did back yeah. in the day at Titans. <laughs> even <laughs> though I can't go <laughs> you, right, you had a good little massage getting there. But it was everything. It was, like, even, like, being medically retired from footy, like, one of the hardest things ever. I wanted yeah. to play into my 30s, but, I mean... Like I get to do this, I get to have yeah. conversations, I get to have like meet some of the most amazing people in Australia, if yeah. not like soon to be like the world, like yeah. the greatest like struggles, like mm. mate, there's, there's so much opportunity out there. 100%. And it's like footy, I reckon, cause we talked about opportunities before, like footy will like open the door, but you still got to walk through yeah, it. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to walk through it and you got to, you got to take that opportunity with both hands. Mm. And that's like, even when, you know, you get your, your um, chance to debut on the, like on the field, like you, they give you the opportunity to take it, yep. whether you take it and you, you know, do everything that you can to be there next week. That's mm. up to you because they give you all the tools and that means training, food, you know, 
hydration, boots, you yeah. know, um, they wash our gear, everything. Well, not training gear, but like playing gear and stuff. Mm. They give you everything that you need to do. You need to take the opportunity to do it. Yeah. And that's what the, like, I think, uh, but the difference between like taking it you still need to work hard 100%. you still need like it's not just going to happen for you mm. and you know like you know i was saying before like you know it, it gets a bit like stale sometimes because you're doing this stuff over and over and over like the reps over and over but that's because like it's it's important and crucial because when you get into times where you're so tired and fatigued your body naturally goes into this is what i got to do yeah if you're like, there's been times where I've been so tired and I can't talk and someone will say something to me and I just naturally, you know, yeah. go into it. I remember, I remember <laughs> you doing <laughs> I remember one day, oh, I remember one day we were on the field together. I can't remember who we were playing. I'm pretty sure it was at Suncor, uh, at, at Seabus and I looked at you and I said something and bro, you just looked at me and you looked straight through <laughs> me you, with the glass eyes. You couldn't talk to me and I was like, ah, oh, we're in that state. Yeah. Are we? <laughs> we're deep in it, brother. We are deep in it. Like, and like, I, like I do, I have a like I have a bit of tough love, mm. like I do, I, but only because I know you can do it. Mm. And I remember Morgan Boyle one day. Yeah. we were playing and we were playing. Uh, I think it might have been Bronx or something, and we'd had a heap of injuries. Yeah. So we were playing big minutes, and it mm. might have only been like his second game. Yeah. And me and Pizzi had played eighty, and Dark had played eighty, yeah, yeah. and we we're playing big minutes, and we're all fried. And he's standing in the scrum, and he put his hand up to the bench. He's like, "I'm tired." Yes. And yeah. me and Pizzi turned around, and we're like, "You put." fucking arm you know down because gut, yeah. i know you're tired we're all tired but yeah. you will regret doing that yeah you know like this is what will this this moment right now will define you and, mm. and make you a better footballer because yeah. i know you're tired mm. but you're not gonna die yeah you know what i mean like you're kind of carking on the ground right now mm. you are gonna get like you're gonna take a like 30 second break and you're gonna keep going until we finish and how much better do you feel after the game when you've like gotten through that that stress and that pressure, right? Do you remember when? Um, do you remember when we did the the fifty k hike through um, oh, <laughs> through through, through, through Tambourine Mountain the, and like Canunga and Canunga? Like we did that. like a Springbrook. It, yeah. it was like a pre season. Um, wasn't even an army camp. It was no. supposed to be a team building exercise. Yeah. We were doing fifty k's. We started at five. Well, we originally thought we were told it was thirty. We told it was thirty. Yeah. 5 p.m. and then we we're gonna finish sometime in the night. By the time we got there, yeah. and it was and it was so funny because like there was one part because we and we would stop like every maybe like 20k or something. Yeah, I, yeah, we had four like base camps, and I think the first one was like 21. And then the next one was like 10 because it was like a bit more through the mountain. Yeah. And then the next one was like, you know, maybe 15 because it was a bit through mountain, but there was a big like tar road part. And then the last part was like another 15 or whatever. <laughs> I'll never forget because I didn't bring anything. They didn't tell us to bring any snacks no. or anything. I look at you, bro. You had lollies. You had, you had muffins. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you had <data laughs> I'm going to be like, well, I need, I need some muffin, man. <laughs> yeah, 100%. My backpack, don't worry. Everyone's like, geez, you got a big backpack. And I'm like, you'll be coming to me yeah. later. Don't you worry. <laughs> But do you remember, it comes with experience, bro. Yeah, yeah, smart, bro, <laughs> smart. I remember, but do you remember there was one time, because um, none of the coach, like the coaches were going to do it with us, yeah. and then um, one of the coaches, might have been our head coach, like he put his hand up, he's yeah. like, I can't, can't walk anymore. Yeah. And then I remember seeing you and you started spraying him, just oh. like, I think you were like, um, singing that song like na 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 na, and then the whole team is like, goodbye. Yeah, because well, like his biggest thing on the wall was like, um, I can't, it was some, we remember we used to have that big saying on the wall and it was like um 
something about training won't kill you or something, yeah. you know, or, you know, some trying to be like some inspirational thing, you know, like well, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type yeah, thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And like we're doing this walk, and then the, like when the head coach pulls out, like yeah. what's that? T- you know, what's that teaching to our team? Yeah. But then our strength and conditioning coach Dan Ferris, he got had through. he's got no cartilage in, in his, his knees. knees. He's bone on bone. Couldn't walk for three weeks afterwards, and he yeah. finished it. Yeah, hundred you percent. Know? Our um, female physio at the time, yes. um, Ange, like she'd like not trained or anything yeah. like that. She got through it. Wow, it's a mental toughness thing. So when he pulled out, I was like, "No, nah, bro, <laughs> you were copping it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. giving it to you before we leave." Do you know what I mean? And he copped it for the rest of the year because <laughs> of it. <don't> want. <laughs> and I reckon I would have rather him not do it at the start than go yeah. and midway through pull out because it was too hard. 100. Don't get me wrong; that was one of the hardest things like I've done in the sense of like we were not expecting it. Yeah, and like we've done army camps and stuff. Stuff like that yeah there was that time where we had to walk the mountain and it was all the um uh like concrete they weren't even caught they were like just stone steps and it yeah. was literally like the q1 it was, a q1. It was higher oh, than the q1 yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was like you know one step would be like you know this big and then it'd yeah, be that yeah. big you know and it was it was hard and, and like i remember one in the morning yeah i remember it, i was so cooked at one stage i would dead set walk straight over a brown snake and just kept walking and i was like there's a snake there boys so then the like but I was that cook. Yeah. You pass it back. Yeah. Like no, no one cared. And then me and Pizzi finished first. We came charging in at like 7 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. We finished first. And um, we were sitting there laying on the concrete, cooked like, and my body was overheating, yeah. you know, like so bad. Like it was so cooked. But like I'd never done something like that mm. before. And I never would have either. I probably mm. never will do again. Yeah. Like who does that shit for a living? Yuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Like I remember at the like at the finish, I was just like it was so hard at the time, mm. but God, it was like it was the best thing ever. It's cool to look back upon, it and then you start like laughing about like <laughs> <laughs> you start laughing about like oh, remember when such and such didn't finish it, oh, or remember when such so and so was crying. The first twenty k's, and we're all walking, and the yeah. boys like the, the couple, uh, big was it Connie or whatever. Connie, he's yeah. singing, and they're like doing all these chahooing and singing, and by the next twenty k's, it was. Bone they go silent. quiet really quick. Yeah, couldn't do a thing. Like, it was like hilarious. So, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, it's not gonna like things won't kill you. So, like, take the opportunity and don't be scared to fail mm. because they are the times you will like you will grow the most and you will learn the most. And and like I know like Morgan like from that game like we'll still laugh about it and stuff like that. And um, like he he could go and probably play eighty minutes in a row now because in his head he's like he got through that time yeah. like he can get through anything. Yeah, brother. Let's um let's wrap it up. Um, what do you think is one of the most important things that we haven't touched on today that you'd like to touch on? Uh, is there anything that's standing out for you at the moment? No. I'm here's not an, sure here's another question. If like if happiness was a recipe, what do you think's missing in your life? Because I look at you and you look like a very happy person. You know, everyone's like <laughs> footy's going well. Like your family's obviously yeah. thriving. You got like beautiful girls. You know, little Banksy boys running around. Is there anything that's missing? Nah, I, I, not not for me now because I've found the balance yep. in in life, and I've you know don't get me wrong, it, and the balance is all it gets thrown off at times, and you know and it gets wobbly and things like that. But you need to find balance, and you need to find like what works for you and your family, and you know and. Yeah, and it might be uncomfortable for you because you're not used to that or that's not what you want to do, but it, it might be what your kids need or it might be, you know, what your parents need and stuff like that. And, you know, like, and again, like, 
no matter how tired and that you are, like you, like you'll get, you'll wake up the next day and you'll be like you'll be fine. Mm. So find balance in life and and and, and don't be scared to uh, like take the leap of faith or ask for help. Mm. And because like you know the amount of times you ask me for help, or but then like. I'm not perfect. I'd ask Dark, like Ryan James for help, mm. or the days that I'd ask, you know, Corey Parker for help and, and Wayne for help. Like, just because I played for 15 years doesn't mean I get everything right. So mm. ask for help when you need it, and don't be scared to take that leap of faith. Brother, that's so wise. You're so wise. I know, right? <laughs> mate. I love I'm like you. a monk, bro. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much, mate. Um, thank you so much for jumping yeah. on, bro. Like, I knew that this would be like one of my favorite conversations, just because we've been, yeah. you've been in my life for so long. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of love for you, brother. Uh, you're someone who I look up to and who I'm going to lean on for probably the like, next yeah. 20, 30, I hope 40 so. years. I hope so. That's, um, and see, that's what I want to be known and remembered for. Yeah. Like that, you can come to me no matter how long down the track. That's what I want. I love you, bro. Thank love you. Love you.